Why, hello there, and welcome back to Just Chatting. My name's Mop Garden, and I am your host, and thank you very much for tuning in and choosing this podcast. In Twitch news this week, if you haven't seen yet, TwitchCon has been announced. There's not really been too much other news uh, regarding it, but the dates are announced, and yeah, pretty exciting. So if you enjoy going to TwitchCon, make sure you check that out. So you can uh, book the dates off and, well, not the specific dates, but, you know, think about that time and maybe start saving up your money because them cons do get very expensive. I do have a bit of a special announcement regarding the podcast, which I will mention after the interview. So make sure you uh, stay tuned and listen to that. This guest is super special and I am so glad that he agreed to come on. Thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure talking with you. You are such a sweet guy and yeah, I just loved, loved having you on here. So thank you very much for coming on. Without further ado, here is the interview with Simcopter1. Hello and welcome to a very special guest, a Twitch ambassador, if I'm remembering <laughs> correctly, Simcopter1. That's right. Thank you. It's it's nice to see you, Mopper. It's nice to hear you. <laughs> yeah, you as well. You as well. So yeah, I um, wasn't actually planning on leading with Twitch ambassador. It just kind of just kind of happened. How did that come around? I'm super curious. Did you like apply? No, it was actually something that Twitch approached me with. I think I wish I could tell you all the goings on, you know, going ons in Twitch's head about these things. Uh, of course, but yeah. I, I think the idea is they were they're looking for a certain like direction with the website and highlighting certain creators that kind of maybe exemplify who they are or where they want to go. I, I can't speak on exactly what they want out of it. Just because I'm, I'm not, you know, a Twitch employee or anything. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's um, the idea of the program is they're trying to highlight creators and communities that yeah. stand out as something that they want, you know, more of that, more of that quality. And I think that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> positive, like good positive communities because you definitely have that. And um, yeah, it just, just makes sense. I wasn't sure because I think there was like an application going around and I think I applied for it, but I was like... I don't know what to write in terms of me. Like I play <laughs> games. So <laughs> yeah. But yeah, why don't you introduce yourself and introduce your stream a bit? And yeah. Sure. Well, thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks for coming. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> I'm Sim or Simcopter One. And my real name is Mike or Mike Bender. I didn't know that until like five minutes ago. Yeah. I was like, yep. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually related to the uh, to the character from Futurama. Mm, mm -hmm. No, not really. But makes sense. <laughs> People always ask me. They're like, you, "Have you have you seen uh, that show before? The one with the uh, with the robot guy?" And mm, yeah, yeah, I have <laughs> the robot guy. The robot guy. <laughs> it's like in the future or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm Sim or Simcopter One. My real name is Mike uh, Mike Bender. And I, I play strategy and simulation games on Twitch. We do more than that. We also have a really tightly knit and growing community that is focused on helping each other have a better day and kind of create a positive feedback loop with me and with them and just try to help maybe today be a little bit better than the last. I know it not always is, but it's kind of like a little objective we have of, you know, just trying to help all of us 
enjoy the internet more, enjoy life a little bit more and try to create a safe little corner of our internet where we can um, yeah. grow and, and welcome yeah. others and play cozy games. And you definitely, you definitely feel that in your stream. It's always such a nice, loving and just really nice community to, uh, to be in and chat in. It's, it's really good. Thanks. Yeah, so a job well done. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our best. We're doing our yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. How do you find, because like I do my best to do that as well. How do you deal with or find if people kind of come in and are looking, I guess, for like a counseling service kind of thing? How do you mm. how do you deal with that? Because that's yeah. something that I always really struggle with because you want to help, but you're not a therapist and no one's trained. You know, it's like, right. It's tough. Yeah, I think that's the key is knowing first and foremost that you are not a therapist. You are not. I am not a professional help. Yeah, I can be a shoulder to lean on. I can be someone to maybe help someone have a better moment or improve their mood. But I I make it really clear that if you're going through a crisis right now or you're going through something that requires professional help, I am not that person. But there are people waiting right now that are. Mm-hmm. So I try to focus on not conflating <laughs> me yeah. with someone you might really want to talk to. But if that's not what you want right now, you're actually just looking to kind of, you know, relax a little bit and let loose. You're not going through a crisis. You don't need professional mm-hmm. help right now. And you fully, you know, <laughs> accept that. Then, OK, I can, you know, help you feel more relaxed or help you. Yeah. Have a better day. But yeah, yeah. I just try to make it really clear with people that please don't confuse me with professional help because I'm not that person. But there are people that are and there's many of them and they're and they're waiting right now if you do want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it because that's yeah, it's something I've always really struggled with because I try to be, you know, that supportive person that's like there to help and everything. But it's tough to just be like, sorry, I like it's not me. It's not what I'm here for. Like. I'm just here to play games like yeah, I'm here to help, I, you know, but <laughs> yeah, I think it's OK to tell people that, too, to politely decline or say that because, you know, you have agency too. you're another person mm-hmm. in this conversation. You can say, you know, I care about you. You're awesome. But I just want to let you know that I, I can't help you with this, but I appreciate you and you're doing awesome. Yeah. Can you reach out to people who are really close to you? And you're just trying to redirect them towards someone who maybe can help them right now who's qualified. And yeah, to, it's yeah. totally okay to say no. We all have our ways of saying that. Yeah, yeah. So true. Because there are like good resources out there. But I feel like because of the pandemic, people have kind of started being at home more. And I don't know if they like don't go speak to therapists in person. So it's not as like effective. I don't know. I feel like it's happened a lot more and I'm just like, ah, I'm stressed. I don't like, yeah. I don't know what to do. It's hard. <laughs> I think a lot of people too, this might sound strange, but a lot of people either don't like therapy or they don't want to, or it's not really for them, or they're just, they're trying to find like a different alternative way. Mm-hmm. And I encourage people to try it again. I was in therapy for 10 years myself and it really, really wow. helped a lot. Good yeah. I, yeah. Thanks. I I have obsessive compulsive disorder and I've struggled with it ever since I was about seven years old or so is when it started really popping up, Uh, really peaked in my late teens. But I I think going through 10 years of of therapy and and having someone there who is a pro who could help me build like emotional tools for my proverbial tool belt, that it really helped a lot. It, It wasn't always easy. It wasn't always fun. 
but it was really nice to be around somebody who really understood you, kind of gave you a yeah. tingly kind of feeling pretty often of like, wow, this person Absolutely. actually really gets me. This is nice. Yeah. So. And there, I think also having a person in your life that just is solely there to try to help. Like that's, that's their main mm-hmm. intent. They just want to like help you. That's yep. a really nice, a really nice thing to have. Yeah. They're really good at that. So giving them a chance is really, really smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to, because um, I feel like both of us are pretty open about mental health and everything in our streams. I was going to ask about your OCD because I've seen it listed in your like Twitter description. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk a bit about that and like streaming. Like how does that affect your streaming life? And, you know, I assume you're pretty open about that for your viewers. So, you know, they know it's it's normal to have these these things going on. Yeah. I have a moderate form of obsessive compulsive disorder. And like I said, I've had it for a very long time. It's um, one of those things that is generally a daily battle, maybe an hourly or a minutely (laughs) battle, expresses itself in different ways. It pops up in different ways. And it's something I just have to keep an eye on all the time and manage all the time. But I also can't give it too much attention. Otherwise, it kind of takes over my life. It's a certain kind of whack-a-mole I have to do in my brain and help myself. It's hmm, it's it's difficult. It, it's it's one of those things where it's an anxiety disorder that encourages you to do irrational behavior yeah. in order to fix irrational problems. Yes, <laughs> so sometimes yeah. I have to do mental gymnastics to kind of figure out ways to deal with it. And sometimes it is not always the methods one would expect. Right. Sometimes I'm really going into the maw of anxiety to deal with it or to let intrusive thoughts through so that they go away faster. Otherwise, if I give them mm. too much attention, that's all I have is that thought. So sometimes there's yeah. like these really what sound like backwards kind of ways to deal with it that aren't really backwards. It's just unintuitive. And honestly, that's something that a therapist can really help with is to teach someone how to deal with these anxious thoughts in ways that you wouldn't always expect. Yeah, yeah. It's gotten better over the years, I would say, but it does flare up, especially in certain moments on certain days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've never like been diagnosed, but like I'm very clearly I know what it is. I have like an anxiety checking disorder sort of OCD. Mm-hmm. And so like I do things like I'm really nervous about keeping my toaster like plugged in. So mm-hmm. I'll do things like in Australia, we have switches where you can actually switch off like the outlet. And so before I leave, I will literally like stand there and like turn off the outlet like 20 times. And then I'm like, okay, now we're good. And then before I leave, I'll be like, but did I turn off the power outlet? (laughs) And then I'll go and check it again like five times. And I like rationally, you're like, I know this is not like Mm -hmm. this isn't the way to do it. Like this doesn't make sense. But it's just the way that your brain works, you know, it's weird. (laughs) I am laughing because it's all too relatable. You know it. You know it. Can I tell you a quick story about a similar experience? Of course. Yeah. So I went to Lake Tahoe with my my now wife, Jessica. We were driving up. We parked in the parking garage and she's getting the luggage out. We're about to head out. I'm like, "Ah." at a similar moment like you, I'm like, I need to check and Mm -hmm. just make sure everything's locked. Yeah. This is not foreign to me. It's something I've been doing for a while, but I locked my car. I walked around my car. I pulled on the door handles and something it wasn't it maybe didn't 
I noticed something in my brain that was a little bit different than before. As I pulled on each door handle, it wasn't really registering to me that the car was safe, that it was actually locked. There was almost like a numbness or a disconnect of, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm checking to make sure it's locked. I know I already locked it, but let me just make sure. I'm now unable to kind of make sure because there's been a some kind of metaphorical severing in my brain between the action of me creating safety and the result of safety. Yeah. So I kept walking around the car. I walked around it maybe four times and I was pulling harder every time. And after a while, I broke one of my door handles. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I realized I was maybe 19, 18, 19. I realized, "Mm, well, there you have it. (laughs) I think it's time for me to go get some more help because this is clearly not getting better. Yeah. I would have a similar as a as a quick side note. I would have a similar experience where I'd be driving. A lot of stuff revolved around my car for some reason. So Hmm, like OCD finds different like trigger anxiety points, you know? Yeah, absolutely. When I was driving, I would go over speed bumps. And, you know, when you're driving, you're kind of existing. You're you're taking in everything in your peripheral vision. You're paying attention to many things. As I would be driving and I would drive over speed bumps, I would look behind me and I would see the speed bump and I would say to myself, you know, okay, I did drive over a speed bump, but maybe it wasn't a speed bump. Maybe it was a dog. Maybe it was a person. Oh, no. Maybe I should drive around and come back around. No, I see the bump is there, but you could confuse the two. You know, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. Maybe why not just go drive a block around and just come around? Let's just just play it safe. Yeah. Yeah. And makes sense, you know, in a way of, uh, I mean, it doesn't totally make sense, but it makes sense in a way of like, let's go check. But it creates a cycle, a new cycle of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't stop until you kind of find a way to break break yourself out of it. Yeah. 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 It's really insufferable and it's really hypnotizing because you just want to make the thing go away, that anxiety mm-hmm. go away. So you give in to the compulsion of the obsession. Exactly. Yeah. And it creates a cycle. Yeah. No, you're so absolutely right. And you saying there's kind of a numbness in your mind, like, well, you're like checking things where you don't mm-hmm. like register it. That is exactly what happens. And then because there's that numbness, I'm like, but did I check it? It's oh, like, yeah. and it doesn't get better if you horrible. keep doing it. Yeah, I <laughs> it does know. Not get better. I know. And it's actually my cousin is a she has her PhD in checking disorders. And mm. um, when I told her I was starting to do this, she was like, stop it right now because it'll just keep getting worse. And I was oh, like, dear. OK. And I've never told her that I still do it. <laughs> gotcha. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad she could give you some feedback because, yeah, a a big Mm -hmm. part of dealing with OCD is not is finding a way to not give in to those cycles. And once again, that's something a therapist or a professional can really help out a lot with because everyone's different. Yeah, they can help. Yeah. I'm a huge hypocrite because I fully believe everyone should be in therapy just even to like have a shoulder to lean on, you know, but Mm -hmm. I'm not in therapy, so. (laughs) <laughs> probably do that at some point. <laughs> what a mood. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, we should eat vegetables, but do I eat a lot of vegetables? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people need a little extra help, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And I think here on the internet and on Twitch, a lot of us have stuff going on and mental health needs, and we're all just trying to have a better day or mm-hmm. find a better moment. So. I think it's also, you're not wrong with, I think, a lot of us needing some extra help and extra therapy. And it's also okay if you're taking a break right now or or you're thinking about your next move, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really, I like that you are open about these sorts of things because it is, 
people that do suffer with stuff like, I think I'm weird for doing it. You know what I mean? Because it's not quote unquote normal, but there's so many people that do suffer with these sorts of things that having people being open and honest about their experiences is like a really comforting thing because it does normalize it a bit more for us. You know what I mean? So it's good. And I think a lot of people put streamers up on a bit of pedestals and like think we're perfect and all this stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. like, we're really just humans just playing games. Like it's not, (laughs) you know, we're, we all have our stuff. We're all just trying to figure it out. And that's something we all have in common. So yeah. Just trying to get through the days, you know? Uh Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. How do you find, so you have a a kiddo, Jordan? Mm -hmm. Yeah. His name is Jordan. That's right. It's funny. I knew that, but not your name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah. Funny how that works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do you find balancing like streaming life and I guess your marriage and having a child and all that sort of stuff? How do you find that? Is it good? (laughs) Yeah. That balance. Um, Yeah. It's hard. Well, it's very challenging. I, I typically take care of my son during the day. And I stream overnight. I stream during the evenings here. Crazy. Um, Pacific time. Yeah. And I sleep in between. So for the first year and a half of Jordan's life, I would sleep between 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. I would go to work. And I'd, I'd turn on my stream around 10, 30, 11. I'd stream till about seven in the morning. And then as my wife, Jessica, is going to work, I would take over. And then when she got home around 3.30 or 5 p.m. or something like that, she's a teacher. So it just right. the day ends, whatever the day ends. Whenever she got home, I would um, I would go back to sleep and do it all over again the next day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It <laughs> it's was not pretty, very uh, much sleep. <laughs> it's not a lot of sleep and naps become your best friend. Yeah, but yeah. after a while, the grandparents, you know, started retiring and they were able to help out more with the mornings. So I have a little bit right. more of a normal sleep schedule now. But I think there, there's so many facets of it. One is just always having a conversation or like always having that conversation open about your needs, her needs, baby's needs, and just stay in touch. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good thing to keep in mind too, just about, about marriage and relationships is just keep the door open for conversation and for someone to reach out and just touch base and maybe touch base often. So there yeah. isn't like a nuclear meltdown that happens uh, that yeah, you can feel around yeah. the corner. Absolutely. But also it's one of those things where, yeah, it sounds like a really difficult schedule, but also you find a way to enjoy things, right? Whether it's doing dishes or changing diapers it's one of those things where you don't want life and the things you need to do to keep life great. You don't want that to be drudgery or uh, you don't want to lament it. So you find ways you maybe mm-hmm. make it a game or you speed run it or you have goals for the day that you enjoy. <laughs> speed run it. I love that. Speed run the diapers <laughs> <laughs> safely, of course. But I, I think I was able to find ways relatively early of I, I got to find a way to en- you know enjoy some of these tasks. I can't just be like, I'm tired and frustrated. What do I do? I can't just be like that all the time. I do have Mm -hmm. to find ways to enjoy this process. And fortunately with him, you know, with a little baby, that's, I think it's pretty easy to do because he's just innocent and perfect and the light of my life. But yeah, waking up at 10 PM, it ain't easy. (laughs) (laughs) Also, when it came to my stream, I realized my needs for different games and experiences kind of changed. I went instead from like strategy and competitive games or like, you know, games with high scores. I started focusing more on cozy games and relaxing games because Mm. that's what I really needed. And I think people really understood that. 
that makes sense for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really good. I, I do find like some days you just need a cozy game. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> just Absolutely. rest your mind. And yeah. Is he, because you obviously you stream from home. Is he pretty good at knowing like, this is like dad's work time. Like don't disturb dad while he's at work. Or does he like come on your stream and like hang out? I don't think I've ever seen him on there. He is entirely unconcerned with uh, what times <laughs> I stream at and whatnot. He'll he'll come in whenever. He actually right. doesn't come into the room too often, but when he does, it's always a welcome sight. I mean, yeah. you know, he's a little kid and he barges in with his diaper on. <laughs> he's <laughs> just excited to be here and it's really yeah. inspiring. So if he can like join the stream sometimes, uh, I think that's great. I think that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And your viewers would love that too. Like, oh, little babe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They love Jordan. And he's, you know, a huge part of our lives. And it's mm-hmm. good to welcome children into this world. And uh, there's nothing nothing like the joy of childhood, right? There's just something about it that For inspires sure. everyone around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I'm like still fairly undecided as to whether I want kids or not. But whenever I see a picture of you, like, like I saw one of you cuddling, like reading him a book in bed the other day. Mm. And I was like, oh. I want a baby. <laughs> yeah, he loves the pow pow fish. He loves reading before sleep. I think being a parent, it's it's not an easy question to answer. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's totally okay if you don't want to be a parent or if you do. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer yeah. there. I think you just, you have to listen to your heart and you have to have that conversation. Like, you know, with your partner in such a way where if they clearly don't want a little baby... I would not do it. <laughs> you yeah, both have to be oh totally God, on board. No. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as, as long as the person and their partner are, are totally on board, you'll never mm-hmm. feel you'll never feel ready. <laughs> you'll never, that, yeah, that moment will never happen where heard. you're like, yeah, yeah. there'll always be a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. 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 That's like one of those things, like whenever people are like a week away from being due or whatever, they're like, we are not ready. But it's coming so (laughs) here we go (laughs) i find at that point too when you're having a baby and you're only like a week away the planning's over don't worry about it everything's gonna be fine (laughs) like yeah it might not seem like it will be but everything's gonna be fine and it's amazing how much your instincts take over Mm -hmm. and one moment leads to another you figure out what baby wants. Baby's going to be doing a lot of sleeping and pooping and eating for for a while and quite a bit of crying yeah, but things, yeah. you know, happen intuitively. You know, you find ways to, well, you try to find ways to make food and get sleep and get a bath in and yeah, kind of going yeah. back to checking in with the partner, making sure that you both have your needs met. Are you okay? What can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Do something helpful. Communication is so important. That's, yeah. I think I broke up with a, a boyfriend of mine like a couple of months ago. And after we broke up, he like, well, we both were just kind of like, yeah, all this happened and this happened. And like, I wish you did this and I wish you did that. And I was like, why did we not talk about mm. this during our relationship? Like, yeah, what a weird, a weird thing, like, you know, and so that's something I really am taking forward with me now in uh, new relationships is like talk to people because, yeah, that's something I I don't do evidently. <laughs> well, I mean, that's honestly a pretty nice takeaway. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of other people would have very different takeaways that may be a little bit more venomous, you know, <laughs> towards yeah, their old yeah, yeah, for significant sure. other 
I'm, I'm a firm believer that even in bad breakups, bad relationships, that hopefully we both come away from this being better because we knew mm-hmm. each other, even exactly. though we were not right for each other. Yeah. So it sounds like you both at least had some positive things to kind of move yeah, forward about because that communication and, and just touching base with each other, that's like core skill, really mm-hmm. important. Nuclear yeah. meltdowns are not great for relationships. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, trust me. To, Been there, yeah. done that. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sorry it didn't quite turn out the way. Um, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's life. It's, yeah, it's all yeah. good. Yeah, that's what happens. I I feel like every relationship you go through in life is like such an important lesson in what you need and what you want. And, you know, you kind of figure out what you you don't want. And yeah, it sounds like you met your wife fairly young. Yeah. 18, you said. Younger. She was 15. I was 16. Yeah. High school. An older man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we met in high school. And we went to different high schools, but we grew up in the same town. So uh, that was kind of interesting how we had our own group of friends that kind of came together actually at a, at a land center. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I talk about that. a blast of the past. <laughs> so, you know, we had our own challenges kind of growing together and we separated a few times and needed time to ourselves. And we eventually came back together. And honestly, Mop, that's something where we still have those conversations often about, you know, are you okay? What can I do to do a better job here or improve? Or I'm sorry, I did that. I didn't mean to, you know, resolving miscommunications and just trying to move forward as a better couple yeah. together. I don't think that process really ever ends. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice because it's real improvement happening all the time. It's mm-hmm. not always easy. It's not always fun, but I think for yeah. at least our relationship, it's a healthy way to stay in touch. We, we all kind of tackle relationships a little bit differently, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I think the whole trying to make things better for each other, make things better for us, that process never really ends. There's never really a point where it's like, okay, we're perfect now. We're a perfect couple. <laughs> we're all yeah, done. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. You guys sound so like the perfect little family and I love it. <laughs> Thanks. I love that you were like high school sweethearts too. I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. It's something where things are, we're doing our best. We're doing our best and that's all we can really ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Relationships can be tough, but it's weird. Like I'm 30 and I'm like, "Eh, someday it'll turn out okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Try not to put too much pressure on it. (laughs) I think it's a good attitude to have. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I look at my like biological clock and I'm like, oh, better make a decision (laughs) soon there. (laughs) You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. How do you decide when you're going to take a day off? Is it just when you're feeling a bit like burnt out or just like tired or need some rest? Because I saw you stream like eight days in a row or something and you were like, guess I should take a break. <laughs> yeah, I have a pretty flexible schedule. I've been anti-routine for a really long time, maybe to a fault. Right. Uh, I'm better about it these days. I actually enjoy more of a routine structure these days now that I'm a dad, but I typically afford myself flexibility in my schedule and I communicate that with you know my viewers. So they're not like looking at their clock every day. Yeah. So I, I start the stream when I'm ready. I end when I'm done and I, I try to follow that inner voice. It's the same thing with days off. If mm-hmm. I feel like I'm starting to burn out a little bit or I'm a little bit feeling a little dull or just 
I just need a little bit of rejuvenation. If I'm feeling that, then I probably need a day off soon. Yeah. I try not to wait until I'm actually burning out, though. Mm -hmm. Basically, if I feel like I need a day off, I probably do. Sometimes it's never easy, though, because sometimes it's your day is immediately improved because you turn on the stream and and you saw the people that you enjoy the most. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but other days it's just I am not in a good place. This is not great. Yeah, let's take the day off, and people are really supportive of that. Mm-hmm. It's the borderline days that are the hardest ones, where you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm making the right call. Do I? Do I not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think a big thing though is not to don't put too much pressure on yourself. This isn't you don't need to clock in and clock out and you know, mine coal, proverbially mine coal. Like you know, you can, it's it's you're creating content. It's not. It's not the grind. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if a comedian or an actor was like, all right, I got to clock in at 8 a.m. and get off at 5 p.m. The creative mm-hmm. process doesn't work that way. And people understand that. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot fool people. People know when you're in a bad mood. They're very, very good at perceiving when you're not doing very well right now. You're not feeling very good. The smiles go away and kind of stiff. It's in your inflection. It's in your voice. Absolutely. Uh, not not you, Mop, you, <laughs> but me. You know, oh, yeah. No, for me as well. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's yeah. been times where I'm like, usually it's like hormonal stuff because normally I'm just like, oh, whatever. I can be happy for a couple hours. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes if I'm like hormonal or whatever, it, like just reading chat will be like, oh, you're so annoying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whereas it's not like truly what I believe, but like your yeah. <laughs> PMS says differently. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty good at like telling people like, Hey guys, I'm a bit like bitchy today. Just a heads up. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Communicating it's those coming. expectations. People, mm-hmm. people appreciate that. You know, even if today is not going to be the best day ever, that's okay. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of days we're just existing and chilling and yeah, that's relatable. Exactly. <laughs> Do you find it tough? Cause you're, you stream mostly like sim games or whatever, but do you find it tough doing like variety stuff like in terms of being a streamer and like numbers and choosing games to play and like do you struggle with that at all yes a lot yeah i absolutely do yeah i uh i typically play strategy and simulation games on my channel that's been my thing for a very long time even when i was just streaming hearthstone when i was brand new i was pretty insistent about saying about making sure I wasn't boxing myself in, you know, right. pigeonholing myself. I wanted to let people know I, I stream strategy and simulation games. It just at the time I was only playing one game, you know. Right. So I give myself this kind of wedge of content. I I communicate to my viewers that I like to explore, mm-hmm. uh, and I do strategy and simulation games these days. Often cozy games, relaxing games, but not always. I think it is really difficult to navigate that variety space because. You're trying to marry what you want to play with what you're good at doing. It's not even about skill. Maybe it's just about like what people expect out of you or how your personal skill set kind of elevates this this game more than others. Yeah. And you'll sure. see it in numbers. You'll see it in the conversation. It can be really encouraging and it can be really disheartening. It's very much a double-edged sword. And I see that with different games. And Absolutely. I have to... I have to resist sometimes being a bit like cantankerous on stream when people are coming in and they're like, 
I didn't know you played this game. Yeah. It's like, I play this game, but I didn't know you did. I thought that you just did this other thing. And it can, those kind of moments can remind me of this little box I'm in, or maybe it's a big box, but it can remind me of the walls I've created or that we've created together. And then I realized like, that's not a healthy way to think about it. Like I got to just play what I'm enjoying. It's really important. If I'm having fun, I bet they're having fun too. Mm -hmm. And not to stress myself with creating this optimized, min-maxed content that marries my skills with the game. You got to be able to take a step back and be like, number one, I'm here to have a great time. So are they. That's something we have in common. We're all here to have fun. Let's just focus on that and just try to enjoy the moment. And then maybe we'll play that other game tomorrow. Yeah. It's tough, like, because I do, like, like, I have no box. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, we'll play Red Dead Redemption and then some weird indie game no one's ever heard of. And then we'll play Rainbow Six Siege. Like, it, I'm all over the place. And it's one of those things, like, my numbers haven't, like, grown for the last, like, four years. And I know it's because, like, I don't stick to a specific genre or type of game. But, like, my mental health and, like, not getting sick of types of games and, like, playing one game every single day like I don't know how anyone does that that's like way more important to me than having a thousand viewers like I'd rather have like my cozy little community and like play games I enjoy and that's yeah it's all I really I'm sure your community feels the same way because they're there I've been in your community quite a while now and I know that they're there for you you could mm-hmm. stream yourself staring at a desk for three hours and <laughs> your core would still be there. Just happy Imagine. to be spending time with you. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep streams. They're a thing now. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Hilarious. Yeah. How do you how do you pick like what game you want to play that day? Is it just like what you're feeling or like, like I haven't played this for a while. Let's change it up and play this. Like, what do you do? My my policy is that I play the game that I am most looking forward to right now, that it most fits my mood. Right. And I try to just stay really in touch with myself about what's going to make me happy right now, because I think that's what creates the best content. And I think it's what creates, well, I think it's what creates the best mood, which creates the best content. Mm-hmm. But it's not always that easy. I've had experiences recently with games I really enjoy playing and I really want to share with the world that maybe the world would I don't want to say maybe the world would rather see something different, but I can't help but notice that many people want to see something different. Yeah. And that challenges that idea of I'm just going to play the thing I'm going to most enjoy today. So I I wish I could give you a really straight answer about this. And I think I could have in the past, (laughs) but I think I'm experiencing challenges right now that that really are challenging. Yeah. I, I have to keep in mind. It's not even that I have to keep things in mind. It's that I, <laughs> tripping my words here a little bit. <laughs> You're I, okay. <laughs> I really enjoy being useful and I enjoy feeling like I contribute to people's lives in a way. Right. Of fitting into their routine in a certain way, of just trying to improve their day in a certain way. So when people mm-hmm. give me feedback about maybe this isn't like the best fit for my channel and stuff, I used to take it really personally and I still kind of do, but I think I'm changing a little bit where I can look at that in a different way and be like, okay, I maybe should be proud of my strengths right now and how I fit Mm -hmm. into someone's life with relaxing and cozy content. I could play this other game and that's totally fine. But whenever I'm ready and I want to come back to this, maybe it's a cozy, relaxing game that helps improve someone's day that that door is always open. And I bet you that if I go through that door right now, we'll have a good time. Yeah. Instead of feeling 
caged in or grumpy about that. I'm, I think I'm <laughs> finding ways to embrace it more where I can just appreciate that about myself and about my content and know that I'm doing something good today. Yeah, absolutely. Totally understand. Well, I feel that like no matter whatever game you've played, you've always like shown up and like done a good job and, you know, so don't. Um, and I'm sure everyone feels the same way. It's um, thanks. Yeah. So it's I know it's hard when you're like someone's like this game is stupid. Why are you playing this? Sim? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I know it's tough when you hear stuff like that, but it's I, I'm just like, well, I enjoy it. Yeah. And then just kind of move on with my life. Like, <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of a sensitive being. So sometimes mm-hmm. I take that stuff really to heart and I've, yeah. I've gotten better about that. But I also like being sensitive. You know, I like mm-hmm. that part of me. So I, I try not to shut it down, you know, too no. much. And I'm just trying to find healthier ways to see things. I love that. And I think being sensitive, like, creates the community that you have, like, where you're kind of compassionate and empathetic towards people's feelings and just want to, like, make people feel good, you know? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's... um. So many men are not sensitive enough because they grow up with that whole like man up kind of toxic masculinity bullshit. And it makes yeah. me really sad. Uh, I tell you, therapy helps. It really yeah. helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back it's to amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because you're kind of forced in a way to get in touch with more tender parts of you. And right. you find ways to be more comfortable being vulnerable because you're trying to find a way forward. And Mm-hmm. A healthy way forward. Yeah. So I think being vulnerable, if you're in the mood to be vulnerable, if you are ready to be vulnerable in front of others, it can also, I think, inspire others to feel vulnerable too. not mm-hmm. like, like I'm using the word vulnerable in a kind of a neutral or positive way, not a bad way. Like yeah. being vulnerable in front of others can be very encouraging because you suddenly realize how many people kind of have a shared experience with you. It allows you to kind of open your heart up and and then they have that same moment too, maybe where they're like, wow, maybe I can share something too about myself or about my experience. And maybe they do. They don't Mm -hmm. have to, of course. Yeah, yeah. But maybe they do and they feel better because of it. They feel like, wow, I I grew a little today or, you know, Mm -hmm. I was able to resolve that thing. I've been having a hard time resolving just because I was able to open up. So, yeah, I think when you find ways to open up to your audience and be vulnerable, they find ways to open up too. Yeah. It's um, once again, a little positive feedback loop. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's why I wanted to bring up the like OCD kind of stuff, because I think it's important to discuss those things and kind of admit that like, hey, you know, everyone has their their stuff. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I like like I'm on medication for anxiety and like I'm very open about that. Like, you know, it's we got our stuff. It's all good. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing to be ashamed of. And um, yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you've been able to, uh, you know, stay open about that. And you're Mm -hmm. you're looking for solutions and how to move forward. And that's really inspiring. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's um. I think it's important for streamers to be, but there's always like, I feel like we share a lot of the same viewers now because we're kind of similar, I guess, streamers where we're just like, just want to make people enjoy their day. Mm-hmm. But there's like so many streamers out there that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. They just like put on a show the whole time and they're really like high energy and stuff. And I would be <laughs> exhausted, like kudos <Yeah>. to them. <laughs> 
It's crazy. Everyone's different on on Twitch. You know, every mm-hmm. creator is a little different. And that's the great part of it is that we can embrace those aspects of ourselves of, and how we perform or how we don't perform. Or, you know, every <laughs> yeah. stream and community is a little different. It's great yeah. that we all have different places we can go to for different moods. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Those, those streams that are like TV shows, I'm like, dang, yeah. I wish I had the inspiration to like do literally anything on my stream. That's not just me changing a scene. Like <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all I do. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I'm the same way where I just try to keep things really simplified on my stream. Mm-hmm. Very same. few scenes. Very just keep it simple. There's already enough things that can break down and that all, already go wrong with yeah. software. And, <laughs> yeah. That it's yeah. just like, I'm just going to focus on the core content of the channel of just yeah. try to stay in a good mood, try to improve my mood, help improve the mood of others, and just have a blast of the game I'm playing or the <laughs> map I'm exploring in GeoGasser or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah. I love your GeoGasser streams. <laughs> Thank, so you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's a lot of fun. I'm really glad that exists. GeoGasser, there's now CityGasser. So many oh, cool, cool ways to explore the world. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much stuff. Like I had no idea where Dubai was and I apparently still don't know where Dubai is because I like every time <laughs> it okay. pops up, I panic on the map and I'm like, where is it? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's funny cool. how that's one of those places that we hear about often, but it's like, then you finally see it on a map and you're like, that's where it is. Yeah. Ah, I had no idea. I've heard about it for so long. I had no idea. No clue at all. <laughs> I think a lot of people are embarrassed about that too, about knowledge or not having Mm -hmm. enough knowledge or something especially with geography and then sometimes the embarrassment it's so much that they don't even do it they they won't they they won't go on that path to learn more because it feels like too much Mm -hmm. but with a game like geoguessr it's still just travel it's still just exploring the world it's just giving you a little bit more structure maybe Mm -hmm. as a gamer to like you know get a high score if you want or uh, have a timer you know speed run it or something yeah yeah it's your game so I would say to anybody out there that's struggling with that, don't don't worry about high scores and achieving something right now. Maybe just exploring the world and being wowed and being in awe of a new place that you've never seen before. That's a really cool experience. It's yeah. really, really neat. And just focus on that. Embrace that. And then yeah. the geography knowledge will kind of build upon itself. And you'll see yeah, your score improve yeah. naturally over time if that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. It's cool to, um, especially during a pandemic, to kind of like see the world and you would never right now be able to go see that area it's really really cool yeah yeah i've learned i want to go to sweden because there's like so many cool places on there um in geogesser and i'm like dang yeah sweden rocks i'd love to go someday as well yeah yeah just really cool i just i just laugh at myself like there's a lot of places where i don't know and i'm like haha i'm so (laughs) silly i thought that was in asia whereas it's in like Mexico or something like it's a really good attitude to have I I, uh, <laughs> I could use more of that lighthearted spirit sometimes I'm such a serious person and it's like why am I like this <laughs> I really okay. appreciate that lighthearted perspective because yeah. it, it helps so much especially yeah. with streaming be able to go with the flow and not get so bent out of shape about that one thing that happened yeah yeah oh. I find I beat myself up too much if I'm like not silly you know I think streaming has actually been really helpful for that because like people laugh at me and you could either like laugh with them or like get upset that they're laughing Mm -hmm. at you, you know? Mm -hmm. So (laughs) It's funny how every moment too kind of dictates that where sometimes, you know, you don't have enough food, not enough sleep. And you're like, what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. How dare you laugh at me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just doing my my best and start breaking (laughs) down. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. What What would you say is one of your biggest challenges that you have had to overcome or have faced with streaming or just in general? Hmm. I think, well, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of challenges out there. <laughs> Aren't but there? But I, I, I feel like we touched on a lot of them. For sure. Throughout this conversation. But it's okay if you are in the process of improving whatever it is in your life. I think we're always on a path to improvement and you don't have to beat yourself up for the things you don't know yet or the qualities maybe you're still trying to acquire, but just trying to stay excited about Mm -hmm. the process and to have fun with becoming the new you or with whatever you want to improve about yourself. I think that's more important is like trying to stay optimistic about the challenges you're going to be facing and to embrace them. Kind of like, like like the concept of failure sounds really bad. Like even that word is like, it's like the F word basically. Like it's really scary. Failure is really, really scary. But failure teaches us like the most about paths to move forward, you know, lessons. So just like making failure your best friend and hugging it Mm -hmm. as hard as you can and trying to move on from moments where maybe it didn't quite go right or yeah i wish it would have been different being able to just like look failure in the face and just take your lesson and run with it yeah. you know and just move on yeah yeah having a healthier relationship with failure i think is a is is a really good challenge to have in itself cuz it'll just pay dividends day after day mm-hmm. and you'll look back in a few years and be like wow i can't believe how far i've come yeah, yeah. That's that's one of those things like what we were talking about with relationships and stuff like you can either look at a breakup as a failed relationship or you could look at it as a lesson and yeah. you take those lessons forward. And yeah, it's the same with anything like streaming life in general, like because I truly do believe that for the most part, if you're taking failures as lessons and positivity, it might be like one step back, like three steps forward kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Or maybe just two steps forward or maybe just one step forward. And that's okay. Right. Because as streamers, I feel like we do fail a lot with like stuff. Like you might try out a different something. You might try out a different game. Might like upload a a YouTube video that you're really proud of. And then it gets like three views and you're like, oh. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think you got to you got to be able to step outside your comfort zone to expand it. I think mm-hmm. there's no other way. You got to be able to try yeah. in order to succeed. And and I think sometimes often you got to fail to succeed. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to change that relationship with failure and just make it your best friend. It's hard because it hurts and it feels really personal, but we have to find ways to have a healthier relationship with failure if we want to feel more success and more positivity in our day-to-day lives. That's my opinion at least. Yeah, no. I I think that is a very good opinion. Because, you know, it's, I I fully believe that. Yeah, I feel like this has been such a like inspirational podcast, you know? I've really enjoyed being here. Yeah, I feel like I'm coming a a stronger person (laughs) after after chatting about this. Well, likewise, you're, you're a very like tender and warm person to be around. And it's, it's really, it makes my day better when I'm in your channel and I can hang out with your community and and chill with you. I love that. Thank you. Um, Yeah, the same to you. Thanks. One last thing that I wanted to discuss, like in Twitch news, I guess, is that they announced TwitchCon. Very exciting. I just had to look at right. the dates because I forgot. TwitchCon Amsterdam, July 2022 and TwitchCon San Diego, October 2022. Ooh. Do you think you are going to go? 
It sounds like a lot of fun. I really want to go and I mm-hmm. will try to go. I want to go to both because I have a lot of European viewers and oh, a lot of cool. American viewers too. So I would really love, I, I like, I like going to conventions. I have some complicated feelings about them, but maybe that's for another time. Uh, but <laughs> I, I really like going to conventions a lot. It's a lot of fun. And I find that meeting face to face with my community and attending different panels and that kind of inspiration you can get from listening to others talk mm-hmm. about their experiences. It's pretty one of a kind. So I really want to attend. I think the only things that would stop me right now are obviously if I was not feeling well or ill, I would not go. Mm-hmm. And if we were expecting to have another baby, I would, I would stay home because that would be like right uh, in the window of, yeah, let's of stay course. home. Yeah. But besides those two things, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hopefully going. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Any thoughts on that? I probably won't only because I'm in Australia and it's like quite a far journey. And I'm worried because like I keep being like, oh, yeah, the pandemic will be over soon. Everything will be mm-hmm. fine, whatever. But I'm worried that I would fly to the States and then not be allowed back in Australia. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because they are doing stuff like that. Like I think right now, unless you have work exemption, you're not allowed to come here. So, yeah, I'd be worried about something like that happening. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully things get better in the next year because we're about a year away. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully things just continue to improve. And hopefully I hope you can find a way to attend if that's what you really want to do. And if everything is like conducive to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious that they're going to make people get vaccinated to go. That'll be a yeah. very interesting Interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have your shots? I do. Yeah, I have both. I got mine in, let's see, it was April and then May. I got it as soon as I could. Nice. I was like checking every day. They're like, call this number. And I was just trying to like figure it out just like everybody else. But yep. Yeah. I have both my shots and I'm very, very happy about that. So good. And the side effects were totally worth it. They were relatively minor. Yeah. And now I can, now now I have superpowers. I can go out and do stuff. Yeah. You know, hang out and <laughs> better 5G reception as people. That's say. right. That's right. <laughs> so still got to wear that mask and everything. But, yes. and, you know, we also have Jordan, who is too young to get a vaccine. So we're super careful and cautious mm-hmm. about this stuff. And for sure, but everyone in our family is vaccinated. We're good to go. And we're really yeah. excited about that. So good. Yeah. yeah. Australia is really far behind. I just got my first. But um, yeah, like no, besides my typical lightheaded, almost passing out from needle thing. <laughs> my arm's just a bit sore and I'm good. So it's great. Well, I'm glad it's just a sore arm and um, I'm really, I'm proud of you. I, I think it's great that Thanks. you're able to find a way to push forward and, and get through it because that's really scary. And I, I used yeah. to give a lot of blood in the past. I used to donate blood, but there was like, I don't like, like maybe like a 40% chance that I would just go into shock or just pass out. <gasps> and oh God. I, I, I knew the whole procedure about like kicking my legs and like, you know, get an ice pack and, yeah. you know, and how to beckon for help. And it's like this. Oh, my God, this is so stressful. <laughs> uh, so I completely yeah. get that. It's really scary. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's really great that you're able to find a way. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a great needle person, but yeah, I would love to give blood like I would in a heartbeat if I knew that I 100 percent would not pass out. I would do it. In a but, heartbeat, um, blood joke, ah! mom, mom jokes. <laughs> Accidental. <laughs> yeah, I was dating a guy in when I was in university who he went to go donate blood. And I was like, I'll drive you. And I walked in and I just saw like people sitting in chairs. 
and I had to go sit out in the hall with my head between my legs. So I was like, yep. I can't, I can't be here. <laughs> That's totally understandable. Oh my goodness. It's amazing how the brain works too. And it's yeah. just like, it's, it's so involuntary. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. like my reality is literally shutting down right now. Yeah. Oh God, I hate <laughs> this. Hilarious. But yeah, Sim, it has already been an hour. Time do fly. Yeah. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Well, this has been really great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. Do you have anything coming up in the next few weeks that you want to promote or chat about or anything? Oh, um, well, we're still playing those cozy simulation games and we're we're checking out game well, I'm I'm coming back to Animal Crossing right now doing some fall decor which has been you know nice to revisit and nice, we're still nice. playing GeoGuessr and CityGuessr there is something that is occurring for me in early October but I'm actually NDA'd about it I I can't talk oh, about it so okay. stay tuned yeah we do have a a fun stream coming up soon in early October so exciting I think y'all will enjoy the uh the tasty treat that it is uh it's going to be a fun stream so yeah yeah looking forward to that yeah other than that you know we we just try to have a nice welcoming environment for people to come in and you know we're all here to have a great time so if you want to drop my you know my channel anytime you're more than welcome to or if you want to lurk lurking is always cool about 90 percent of our our community is lurking at any given time yay i love yeah. it what are your socials where can we find you first off i'm at twitch.tv slash simcopter1 and on Twitter, I'm at twitter.com slash simcopter underscore one. We have a very active Discord community. So if you want to join our Discord, please feel free. I'm not really active on Facebook or YouTube these days. I really try to stay focused on Twitch and, you know, connecting with my community on Discord and via Twitter. I guess I'm also on Instagram too, you know, posting kitty pictures. Yeah, you're pretty and, active on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Posting, posting my son in there. I'm sure I've <laughs> seen your stuff. I'm glad. Okay. So side random thing before we end Mm -hmm. i went to look up your stream one day for something and i just went to twitch.tv slash simcopter and it was like this channel has been banned or is deleted or something and i my heart (laughs) dropped i was like what happened (laughs) i had this panic moment for you i was like what would sim possibly get banned for (laughs) but there's a one (laughs) there's a one yeah yeah i actually it was intentional the one oh. wasn't I actually could have taken the name Simcopter at the time, but I, I put the one on the end because my name is a reference to SimCity 2000 in that character that flies around the city saying, you know, Simcopter one reporting heavy traffic. Oh. Uh, SimCity 2000 was a big part of like uh, me learning to become like a like like discovering PC gaming while also discovering my love of geography. It oh kind of gosh. marries those two things together. But I, I never played the game Simcopter. So that's one of those kind of wow. like weird moments where people ask like, hey, so do you like playing Simcopter? Like little, little, uh, this is just between us. Okay. But I've actually never played <laughs> the game Simcopter, wow. but SimCity 2000, which is what my name and, you know, the game Simcopter both reference, it changed, you know, changed my life. It, that's it taught so me how to be a funny. PC gamer, taught me my love of geography. Yeah. Wow. So that's why my name is Simcopter 1 instead of Simcopter. Very different, very different for me. That's hilarious. 
I actually love my last question that we didn't get to was what does your name, what does your name mean or where did it come from? And we, oh, we really? even got through that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> reading your mind here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Well, Sim, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the really nice, um, open and uh, honest conversations. I, I love that. And it was so lovely chatting with you. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I had a really great time and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I yes. think it's morning for you. It's 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> 11 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, have a on, good Mom. night, Sim. Thank you. You too. Bye. A huge thank you once again to Simcopter One for coming on the podcast. It was such an honor and an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Our big announcement is a little bit sad. I'm sorry, but I'm going to be putting the podcast on a little bit of a pause for a few months as it is becoming summer in Australia. And I really want to make the most of the summer while I'm here. We've been stuck inside for quite a while and I just want to uh, enjoy my time here. So I'm going to take some extra time. And, you know, we talked a lot about balancing life and work. And I think I'm just going to take some time to do some extra stuff about that. And we'll be back with the podcast next winter because I like to hermit during the winter. So it's a good time to uh, spend some extra time making these podcasts. But just want to say thank you guys for all of the support and thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in and just thank you so much for everything regarding the podcast i really appreciate everything and all the positive feedback and everything related um thank you for tuning in every other week and listening and you guys are great so thank you for all the support and everything if you want to follow our social media so you can know when we're coming back and all that good stuff my twitter is mop just chatting and my personal twitter is just mop garden if you want to keep in touch, please feel free to tweet me and do all that stuff on those accounts while I'm taking a bit of a podcast break. I will still be streaming and uh, doing all my other regular stuff. We're just going to take a bit of a podcast pause for a while. If you want to still get some random stuff from throughout my life, um, hopefully I'll have some more pictures and stuff uploaded on there. You can support my Patreon patreon.com slash mopgarden or you can subscribe to my twitch or sims twitch sim has some great emotes but my twitch is twitch.tv slash mopgarden thank you so very much for listening i will see you guys in a few months when it starts turning cold here thank you again so much for all of the support and i'll see you in a while bye just chatting is a part of the geek generation network Check out all of our awesome podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com.